Let the church say amen. Amen. How many of y'all are excited to be here today? Woo, I'm glad I am. Hallelujah. I'm excited to be here today. Um, I was just sitting here in the midst of, of worship and I uh, was thinking about our friend Clem coming. Uh, a prophetic impartation is so important to the direction of where you go personally, where we go as a body, where the kingdom of God is going. Sometimes we look at the prophetic as something that's just individual. I see somebody trying to prophesy to me that the kids need to be released for Sunday school. So yes, let's release the children. Let the caregivers say amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I just really felt like uh, God is just saying 2021 is going to be a year of increase. And although it looks like with everything that's going on, how in the world could 2021 be a year of increase? Well, I just believe that that is on the Father's heart. That it's not, uh, and you know, when I say these things, so often people say, well, good, I'm, I hope I get a raise in my check. I hope you do too, but it's more than that. This is a year of increase, a, a year of increase of wisdom, a year of increase of your faith, a year of increase in your purpose for the things that God has in store for you. Listen, when we sang today, trust me, God's not done yet. He's not done yet. He's, he's still in the same place he has always been. He's absolutely incredible, totally amazing. And when God begins to move in this realm of increase, something begins to happen in the hearts of the people. And uh, I was really uh, struck uh, in preparing for what do we start out in 2021 on. I, Caleb said that we're going to do a series in January. We could probably do the whole year in the book of Proverbs. And so we're going to start the year out by gaining the wisdom that enables us to walk in the fullness of what God has in store for our life. How many of you would say amen, hallelujah? Let the church say amen, hallelujah. God is so good. He's so refreshing. He wants uh, to bring so many different things into our lives. And when he does, they're so indescribable and unmistakable that they leave an indelible imprint upon our lives. And I know that in the very first stages when I got saved and, and caught fire for the Lord, I got turned on to this book of Proverbs. And somebody told me, young man, if you'll read these, you'll have need for nothing else in your life that the words of the Proverbs will bring you direction in every area of your life. They'll never lead you astray. They'll always lead you into a path of peace, a path of perfection, and a path of prosperity. And I thought, well, this must be a pretty powerful book, these Proverbs. And then I began to do some research in them, and uh, there's still something that all these days later, they never lose their impact or influence in my life. As a matter of fact, the Proverbs are rich in a hundred different ways. We talked about the name of this series is the ways of wisdom. There is a way that God can lead us where wisdom directs our path into the place that God would perfect us for the purpose of his ministry. Amen? 
How many of you realize that what you're doing, what you're embracing, what you're thinking, the places that you're going, the things that God wants you to do is to advance his kingdom into a new dimension? Would there be anyone that would agree with me that we live in a day where the wisdom of God is an important thing to bring to bear? Amen? Every place that you are, you have the opportunity to change the atmosphere of that situation. And when you walk by the wisdom of God, the light of God comes. The Bible says that when we uh, embrace the word of God, it's a light into our path. It's a lamp into our feet. There's something that happens when we trust the word to the point to where when we walk in it and trust it, we can see the fruit thereof of what God has in store for our lives. Amen? How many of you want to bear fruit this year? The Bible tells us in John chapter 15, and if we're going to see increase, it's going to be because the, the, the men and women of God are going to bear fruit for the kingdom. The Bible tells us in John chapter 15 that we are to be engrafted into the vine, engrafted into this, that this needs to become one with us and we need to become one with it. And when the word becomes engrafted into our spirits, when we begin to operate only inside the parameters of the Proverbs, only inside the parameters of the Proverbs, then we can begin to see that fruit will have to come out of our lives. There's no way to walk in the wisdom and in the ways of the Proverbs and not have fruit come out of your life for the kingdom of God. Now, you might be thinking, Pastor, wow, you're overbilling the Proverbs a little bit, maybe. You're getting a little excited. No, I'm not overbilling the Proverbs at all. And as a matter of fact, we undervalue and underappreciate the things of the Proverbs because what they tell us to do is to not walk in our own ways. And it is so difficult for us as human beings when we gain a little wisdom, we gain a little knowledge, we gain a little confidence, it's so easy to want to run off on our own path, in our own direction, doing our own thing. But the Proverbs are so smart. One of the Proverbs says, there's a way that seems right to a man, but in its way, it leads to death. But it never says in God's way. Is there any other way that wisdom leads us that is not going to bring peace and fruit and increase into our lives? Last week, I put in the mailer that let's begin to do this together. Let's begin to, to start every day of this month, not just reading, but absorbing. Not just absorbing, but meditating. Not just meditating, but putting into practice. Oh man, am I excited today to <laughs> preach, to start this series. I'm telling you, when you walk out of something like 2020, you better have some wisdom to go into 2021, or 2020 will, will, will find you. It will chase you down. It will come after you. But how many of you know that when the clock struck 12, we left that year behind? Now, there were a lot of great things that came out of 2020 because my God does great things. Amen? Every place my God is, something good is in that place. Amen? And so 
But when we're moving into the land of increase, when we're moving into that place of, of setting our focus on something new, we need to understand that God has direction and, and, and guidance for our path. So I want to just open up in prayer this morning and uh, just allow God to excite you to begin every single day with the idea that this is a good day that this is the day the Lord has made, that there is an opportunity for me in this day not only to be blessed, but to be a blessing. Folks, we've got to begin to see life through the eyes of the king. And in the eyes of the king, he, they glisten with love for his children. They, his heart beats with passion for the lost and those who are distraught. And he loves to release all of the things for ministry of changing people's lives to his children. Amen? amen. Let the church say amen. amen. How many of you today would classify or consider yourself a child of God? If that's so, say amen. amen. How many of you are happy that God has a destiny and a direction for you? If that's you... If that's you, let the church say amen. amen. You know why? Because you can't help but smile when you do that. You can't, you can't help but to get excited to say amen. Amen to the things of God. Amen to the word of the king. Woo, he is so good. So good. And I'm, I am just blessed beyond measure. Now, some of you are probably thinking that this joint excitement is overflow from the amazing Buckeye victory. Let the church say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. No, it has nothing to do with that. This is just overflow from worshiping him. You know, there's something that happened. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself in my message. I don't want to do that. Father, help me today to bring forth the encouragement that you gave me to preach today. Help me today, Father, to uh, light a, a, a fire inside the hearts of your people. Help me today, Father, to give people eyes to see and ears to hear the great things that you have in store for them. Help me today to build a faith, Father, that would uh, uh, move people to trust God in a way like they've never trusted you before. And so, Father, what an honor it is to be in your house, to be about your business, to be about your kingdom, Father, for the things that you've called us to do individually and as a body. And so, Father, today as we prepare ourselves to hear these words, I just pray, Father, that these words would enlighten us like never before. And, Father, we just say, Amen. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Turn with me to uh, uh, Proverbs chapter 1. I want to begin to paint a picture of what even is the Proverbs. What, what, what are Proverbs? What do they mean? And what is the purpose for them? Well, I'm glad that you asked me uh, that you, for an, uh, a definition of Proverbs. And uh, the definition of a proverb would go something like this. The Hebrew word for Proverbs, Michelle, has two meanings. The first is a parable, a byword, a metaphor, a pithy, a saying that expresses wisdom. 
Okay? So uh, a, a proverb is just simply something that you read that contains wisdom, and that wisdom imparts something to you even beyond that. The second meaning of that, the homonym Michelle, also means to rule or to take dominion or to reign with power. So the two meanings of, of a proverb means is to catch what's inside of this saying that's been given to us. And by the way, these proverbs are brought to you by Solomon. He is one of the sons of David, and he was a man that God said was the wisest of the wise. And so these sayings that come forth from the proverbs, they're brought in there to give you direction to help to lead you. There is not one issue in life, not one, not one issue in life that you cannot find an answer for or the direction you need to go, the thing that you would need to do, the thing that you would need to say or not to say. The proverb says that nobody knows you're a fool until you open your mouth and prove it. I didn't make that up. Sometimes the wisdom of God comes to us in things we should not say. Amen? Amen? How many of you have bit your tongue a lot over the last several months? I, I, I mean, I have like a sore on the side of my tongue from biting my lips. Yeah, biting my tongue, biting my lips. But the reality is, is that uh, God is so much bigger than where we are at right now. Let's look at Proverbs uh, chapter 1 just for a moment here. And I want to read the first five verses because I want you to see what actually a proverb is meant to do. Proverbs 1 says, here are kingdom revelations. Were you able to get that for me, Judy? Thank you so much. Here are kingdom revelations. This is in the, uh, the Passion Translation, which I don't use a lot, but I think that it gives a good look at what we're trying to say. Here are kingdom revelations. It just starts out by saying, here are kingdom revelations. That should capture your attention right now. Okay, these are the things that are revelations for the kingdom. Words to what? Live by. And words of wisdom given to empower you to what? Reign in life. Written as Proverbs by Israel's King Solomon, David's son. Verse 2 goes on to say, within these sayings will be found the revelation of wisdom and the impartation of spiritual understanding. Now, and let me just finish, and use them as keys to unlock the treasures of true knowledge. We're talking about wisdom. We're talking about understanding. We're talking about knowledge. So it's, it's, it's not just enough to have wisdom, you have to have understanding. It's not just enough to have understanding, but you have to have the knowledge, the know-how to do with what you're being taught. And so in the midst of these proverbs, you'll get, you'll get wisdom, you'll gain understanding. You'll read them and you'll go, aha, aha. I can't tell you how many times that I've done that. We're going to talk uh, from the Proverbs uh, about money here coming up because you need to know that God has an express way of handling money. Isn't that right, David Mattingly? Hallelujah. The beacon of, of, of uh, using the Word of God to, to transform a, a young life is, is David Mattingly. Now, 
those who cling to these words will receive discipline to demonstrate wisdom in every relationship and to choose what is right and just and fair. Well, we don't need a government to tell us what's right or just and fair because our God is all of those, amen? And when we operate in the, 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 the depth of the Proverbs, we will choose what is right and just and fair. Verse 4 says, these Proverbs will give you great skill. How many of you know that you need great skill to map your pathway through where we're at in society right now? They will bring you great skill to teach the immature and make them wise to give youth the understanding of their design and destiny. Their design and destiny. Julie, if you'll just read the Proverbs, you will understand your design and your destiny. And all of those great things you're learning at the University of Cincinnati will come into play for your ultimate kingdom purpose. Oh, God has got so many great plans for you. Can the church say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. For the wise, these proverbs will make you even wiser. So for all of those who think you already know it all, the proverbs will help you know more. Amen. Amen. These proverbs will make you even wiser. And for, the, and for those with discernment, you will be able to acquire brilliant strategies for leadership. Wow. I mean, come on, we haven't even got through five verses yet, and it's this amazing. Let's finish in six. I know I only told you to do five, and that's probably what you did. I know, thank you so much. And so, in verse six, it says, These kingdom revelations will break open your understanding to unveil the deeper meaning of parables, poetic riddles, epigrams, and to unravel the words and enigmas of the wise. Listen, there is something that's extremely powerful about the Proverbs. And when you begin to embrace the truths of the Proverbs, you begin to find you stub your toe less, you make less bad decisions, that you, uh, you have a clearer understanding of not only what you're doing or why you're doing it, how many of you know that it's one thing by faith just to do what the Word says, but it's even more exciting when you understand why you're doing it? Amen? And so that's what the Proverbs does. It just doesn't make it a just, just do it, just do it. And no, it's not like that. It's saying just do it, and I will show you the reason why you are to do it, and I will bring excitement into your life like you've never seen before. Now, let's turn to 1 Kings chapter 3, and let's just learn just a little bit about the guy who wrote uh, the majority of these Proverbs, okay? So, the writer of, of the Proverbs, as I told you, is uh, Solomon, and in King, 1 Kings 3, I want to just give you a little inkling as to why Solomon was the writer, now Solomon made a treaty with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and married Pharaoh's daughter. Then he brought her to the city of David until he had finished building his own house. 
and the house of the Lord and the wall around Jerusalem. Meanwhile, the people sacrificed at the high places because there was no house built for the name of the Lord until those days. And Solomon loved the Lord. Amen. How many of you love the Lord today? Amen. And Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statutes of his father David, except that he sacrificed and burned incense at the high places. Now the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, and for that, uh, for that was the great high place. Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on the altar. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, ask, what shall I give you? And Solomon said, you have shown great mercy to your servant David, uh, my father. Because he walked before you in truth and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with you. You have continued this great, this kindness for him, and you have given him a son to sit on the throne as it is this day. Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king instead of my father David. But I am a little child. I do not know how to go out or to come in. Now remember, Solomon is having this conversation with God in a dream. Okay, And so he says, And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to be numbered or counted. Therefore, give to your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? In other words, in verse 9, Solomon said, if I'm going to be the king, he said, please give me wisdom to do the job. That's a, that's a wise person, isn't it? That's a wise person. We, we, we can see that, that Solomon uh, uh, already was a, a lover and a follower of, of God, and he knew what God was able to do. So in, in order to do what his job was going to uh, uh, demand of him, it wasn't money that he thought he needed because he knew money would only take him so far. It wasn't buildings and people and territories because he knew that those would be even more hard to manage than the numerous peoples that he already has. But he was wise enough to say, as I look over this big picture, God, what I need more than all of those things is a wisdom that enables me to do this job to the best of my ability. What a wise thing to do. Verse 10, the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. Then God said to him, because you have asked this thing and have not asked for long life for yourself, nor have you asked riches for yourself, nor have you asked the life of your enemies, nor have you asked for yourself understanding to discern just, justice. Listen, what is the deal with everything God just said right there? God was making a clear point. Yeah. This isn't about you. Right. Yeah. That's good. Come on now, listen to me. This isn't about you. How many times in our prayers do they emanate and digress to you? Right. Oh, God, you know. God says, seek me early in the morning because if you seek me late at night, this is my paraphrase, <laughs> it always turns into, oh, God, this day just beat me to smithereens. Right. But when you seek him first in the morning, it's, oh, God, right. this day has so much promise. And so 
He was saying, God was making an express point to say, what pleased me most about what you said is, it was never about you. It was about the people. What can I do to be wise to lead the people? What can I do to be wise to bring justice? What can I do to make them better? See, let me give you a little hint, and I'm sure this is somewhere in the Proverbs. When you take you out of the equation, God takes care of you. Did you get all that? When you take you out, God takes care of you. When you put you in the front end of the equation, you're always chasing things that are not going to be easy to obtain. But when you put God first instead of you, he takes care of you. Behold, I have done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart that there shall not be anyone like you before you, nor shall any like you arise after you. And I have also given you what you have not asked. See, the interesting thing about Proverbs is, and let me, let me just tell you because I want to excite you. I want you to make this a part of your daily, your daily appetite, the thing that you feed your spirit with. What did God say again there? He said what? And I have also given you what you have not asked for. See, there's something that just happens when you walk in the wisdom of God that that wisdom can't help itself. Your father can't help himself. When you're walking in the ways of, of the kingdom, when you're doing the things that God has designed for you to do, there's things that you never ask for, but they come anyway. Amen? How many of you love surprises? Amen? Well, look under your seat. One of you has a $100 bill under there. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know, it was just, it's just, we love that kind of thing. We love that kind of thing. We love surprises. God knows that. And when we walk in his ways, he adds things to us that we could never add on our own. Listen, he does things for us accidentally that we couldn't do if we tried all of our life. You understand what I'm saying? See, God has a way about himself. God has a way about himself that is not our ways. His ways are above our ways. Whoo! And I have also given you what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be anyone like you among the kings in your days. So if you walk in my ways and keep my statutes and my commandments as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. And then Solomon awoke, and indeed it had been a dream. And he came to Jerusalem and stood before the ark of the covenant of the Lord, offered up burnt offerings, offered peace offerings, and made a feast for his servants. So here's what he got put in front of him first. Now two women who were harlots came to the king and stood before him. And one woman said, Oh my Lord, this woman and I dwell in the same house, and I gave birth while she was in the house. Then it happened the third day after I had given birth that this woman also gave birth, and we were together. No one was with us in the house except the two of us in the house. And this woman's son died in the night because she lay on him. 
So she rose in the middle of the night and took my son from my side while your maidservant slept and led him in her, and laid him in her bosom and laid her dead child in my bosom. And when I rose in the morning to nurse my son, he was dead. But when I had examined him in the morning, indeed, he was not my son in whom I had born. Then the other woman said, no, but the living one is, is, is my son. And the dead one is her son. And the first woman said, no, but the dead one is your son and the living one is my son. Thus they spoke this before the king. And the king said, the one says, this is my son who lives and your son is the dead one. And the other says, no, but your son is the dead one and mine is the living one. And listen to what he did. He said, then the king said, bring me a sword. So they brought a sword to the king. And then the king said, divide the living child in two and give half to one and half to the other. Then the woman whose son was living spoke to the king, for she yearned with compassion for her son. And she said, oh, my Lord, give her the living child and by no means kill him. And the other one said, ah, let him be neither mine nor yours, but divide him. So the king answered and said, Give the first woman the living child, and by no means kill him. She is the mother. This is the kind of wisdom that Solomon had. This is the kind of wisdom that is imparted to us in the words of the Proverbs. These are the things that we can hold fast to and know that our lives will be directed. See, a proverb can be used to enlighten someone about a situation they are in. And, and it's interesting that, as we said before, there are 31 proverbs they cover every day of the month. And let me tell you about a side benefit of proverbs. When you apply or walk in the wisdoms of proverbs, your passion for God goes out of the roof. Why is that? Because you be, when you begin to understand how smart God is, you never want him away from you. And that's what the Proverbs does. The Proverbs works to create an intimacy in us that is drawn to the wisdom of who God is. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 3, uh, today's proverb. And let's take a look at what this proverb says because it is absolutely amazing what this proverb says to us. In Proverbs chapter 3, in the first verse, it says, My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. Isn't it interesting? Look at the word he's saying. He didn't say, let the wisdom of your mind keep my commands. Why? Because the writer of Proverbs is smart enough to know that anything can change our minds. But once something is indelibly transfixed into your heart, you will never have anyone move you from that position. But let your heart keep my command. For length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablets of your what? Heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Verse 5 says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. 
In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. And verse 9 says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all of your increase. Why? Why? So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will what? Overflow with what? New wine. There'll always be a vat in your life that continues to overflow, not with something of old, but something new. See, when you trust God with, with your possessions, when you put the first fruits of those possessions into his hand, then he in turn takes what you give and he continues to not only bring increase into your life, but he brings newness as well. When we look at the words that are written in Proverbs 3, uh, looking at verses uh, 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with your own heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways. The word ways there is like a road or a course or a, a mode of actions. Ways are a specific opportunity a person will encounter each day. Each day you need God's wisdom because those new opportunities arise. See, one of the things that you're so not aware of in so many times of each day is you're not thinking about how if you handle this opportunity that's in front of you in the way that God would have you do for this day, that God is setting up something for your future. Amen? The Bible talks about, for instance, it's good to leave an inheritance to your children's children. Well, let me, let me uh, bring you a newsflash. If you're not handling your goods today in the right way, you're never going to have enough to leave for your children's children in the future. So God gives us the wisdom that we need to take care of what he's given us so that they can have a future value. See, the Proverbs is not something to just curtail you in the moment. There's something to propel you into your future. And when you begin to operate in the fullness of the Proverbs, you will begin to say, see, not only that you have ways, not only that you have opportunities, but that the short-term decisions that you make will turn into long-term and lasting fruit in your life. See, this is what Proverbs does for you. Now, yesterday I became even older than I was the day before that. Ian and I both had a birthday yesterday, and uh, you know, this is a weird birthday for me. For some of you, you, you will understand it, for some of you, you won't, but yesterday I turned 59. 59. This is it. <laughs> this is it. This is my last year in the 50s. How did it happen? It doesn't matter because I feel as fresh as the new day. I really do. I mean, I feel fresh and excited 
And one of the things that being 59 has brought me is that when I began this journey in my early 30s to walk in the way of the Proverbs, now, all these years later, I can look back and I can see the proof. I can see the benefit of doing what I did. I can see that we are building up an inheritance for our children's children. Even with the small amount that we have had, using God's wisdom, we've made it something good. As a matter of fact, I tell my financial advisor, I tell him this. I say, Mike, hey, how you doing, Mike? It's good to see you, buddy. Uh, I say, Mike, all I need you to do is make my peanuts into cashews. I just need you to make my peanuts into cashews. And you know what? If you're good with a little bit, God will increase it and make it a lot. And so when we look at the Proverbs, see the hardest thing about walking out the Proverbs is saying that in this moment, am I going to make this choice to trust God? And I want to encourage you that in order to find the increase that God's prophesied to us today, you've got to make the right decisions today to set up tomorrow. Do the right thing over and over again today, and tomorrow will have great increase for you. It might be in wisdom. It might be relationally. It might be emotionally. It might be in your health. But make the right choices today. Honor God in the midst of his word. And I guarantee you tomorrow will be even better. Do it again tomorrow and the next day will be even more exciting. And take that exciting day after that and keep building. See, the Proverbs are building blocks for success in your life. And that's why you've, you've got to be excited about those things. Now, when we look at uh, uh, the next word that I want to share here is to acknowledge. The word acknowledge means to know by observation, investigation, reflection, or firsthand experience. So let me read that again. In all your ways, in all your opportunities... Acknowledge him, know by observation, investigate the things that you need to, to know, uh, reflect on what might have happened in the past in that uh, particular situation, or know from your firsthand experience. In trusting God, there's a form of yada that comes in this word acknowledge. In other words, when you begin to build your life on the, the, the wisdom of God, there becomes an intimacy that you want to continue to be with him. And see, Proverbs is just that. It's a book in, in, in the Bible that brings you wisdom, and as you gain that wisdom, who would not want to grow closer to the one who makes life so amazing? Tammy and I celebrated 40 years of marriage in no November, 40 years. I've known this beautiful bride since I was 12 years old. And you know, I'm more passionate about our relationship today than I ever have been in the past. Because you know why? I have investigated her and she is worthy to have in my life. The more I find out about her, the more passionate I am to be with her. 
And that's the intimacy that we find with God. As he becomes that integral part of our life, we even can grow closer in passion to him. Turn with me to Psalm 37. How many of you know the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree? Amen? Well, let me tell you what Solomon's father said about this kind of thing, okay? Psalm 37 says, Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they, soon, uh, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Now listen to what he says in verse 3. Trust in the Lord. Do good, dwell in the land, and feed on his what? I can't hear you. Feed on what? Faithfulness. His faithfulness. See, these are faithful words of God. And when you feed on the Proverbs, come on now, you do, you, you, there will be something that happens in your life because you will see that, that God gives you those desires. Verse 5, commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him. Can I have the worship team come? And he shall bring it to pass. Commit your ways to the Lord. Trust also in him. Everybody read that with me. Commit your ways to the Lord. Trust also in him. And he shall bring it to pass. Mm. You mean all of this wisdom that we're learning in the Proverbs, when we walk in our lives and commit to follow them, He will bring it to pass? Yeah. That's why I want you guys to understand the power of the Proverbs. They're amazing in themselves. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Verse 7, and everyone just take a deep breath. Just let it go. Take a deep breath. Today's a new day. A day of opportunities. Tomorrow's going to be a great day because you're living it in the wisdom of Proverbs. Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for Him. Don't do anything crazy right now to think that it's going to be a way to eliminate 2020 and it's a way to jumpstart. Just relax. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because the, the man who brings wicked schemes, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. You know, one of the meanings of Solomon's name is peace. And see, the, the wisdom that God brought through Solomon is also intended to also bring us peace. You know, Solomon was the third king over Israel. He ruled in wisdom for 40 years. He celebrated his wisdom by building uh, uh, the temple for the Lord in Jerusalem. And he wrote most of the books of the Proverbs, the Song of Solomon, the book of Ecclesiastes, and two Psalms. In other words, wisdom carries out into the future. How many of you today would say, Pastor, man, I want to begin to walk more intimately with the Lord? If that's you, say amen. amen. 
How many of you would say, Pastor, I need to allow these words of Proverbs to, to, to guide my existence. If that's you, say amen. Would you stand with me today? And as the worship team begins to play, I just want to leave this scripture with you. See, the, the proverb not only dots its own I's, but it crosses its own T's. And the, the proverb in Proverb 4, verse 11, it says, I have taught you the way of wisdom, and I have led you in right paths. How many of you realize what the Bible says in James 1.5? Anybody? Can anybody tell me? If you lack wisdom, ask, and he'll do what? He'll give it to you liberally. He'll give you a bunch of it. Okay? So God is not only saying in the Proverbs these things, but he's reiterating it in the book of James. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. And when you run, you will not stumble. Take firm hold of instruction. Do not let it go. Keep her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked, and do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they, who do not, for, for they do not sleep unless they've done evil. For their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fall. Verse 18 says, But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. I just want to encourage you as we walk into this newness of 2021, let's choose to say yes to the ways of God and let's choose to walk in his wisdom. Let's worship as we leave today and let this song rest in your heart all week as we trust God for his ways.